<laughs> you know, yeah. it's a so. hard thing to keep up with. I mean, it, it depends. Again, it all comes down to what your goals are. Like mm -hmm. if your goal is to come into the gym every day and maybe be at the top of that leaderboard or be like wherever you think you need to be. I mean, you probably have to keep up with that stuff, but mm -hmm. real life is in there out there too. Real life gets in the way. And you know, you, you got to find that balance between, am I like coming here to be an athlete? Am I coming here to be just like better fit? Right. And what time am I competing and what time am I being better fit? You right. know, mm -hmm. um, it's a big balance because I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day -day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And we are currently in uh, John Carrico's studio with the best lighting we've ever had. Amazing uh, lighting. This is pretty, even makes me look good. All the lights. Yeah, makes me look good. Welcome, John. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for having us here. Uh, both of us, oh, Oh god! Oh, almost a disaster. Just want to get that closer. Oh. Yeah, we uh, both Mark and I have been here more than once. Um, I've probably been here the most out of any of us. John and I have gone out a couple nights together and had some fun, and uh, this is a wonderful, wonderful studio. And uh, again, thank you for having us here, because a lot of people haven't seen it. We tried to do something here once, right? We tried to do a poker night here. Poker night. Yeah, people were afraid. You know, it's downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. across the river. It's, it's like the it's, ocean. It's, it's like scary. crossing the Atlant Atlantic, right? Um, Do I need a passport coming <laughs> across the river? You need, uh, I mean, you want to fly in Kentucky next year, right? What? Is that true? A passport to yeah. fly in Kentucky? Yeah, uh, to fly from Kentucky. Because I don't think our the uh, Kentucky IDs are up to par. Oh, oh that's wow. right. That's right. They're Kentucky is behind the times? What? <laughs> What's going on? It's weird, right? Um, so John, how long have you been here in the studio? Uh, this space, we've been in this studio for about 10 years now. Um, before that, I was on 8th Street, or I mean 4th Street for mm, about eight years, so. That's cool, so wow, almost 20 years in the business. Yep. That's crazy. That's, how'd you get started in, in uh, I guess, the world? Because you guys do, it's not just a photography studio, it's everything. We do a lot here now. I mean, with anything, you know, you have to change over time. So in the beginning, we started out doing only still photography. And as technology changes and um, things get, you know, you just have to evolve with the technology. So we start doing a lot of video production as well. Um, we do, I mean, we've gone to Africa and made a movie. So yeah. it's- um, Yeah, that was recent, yeah. relatively recently. Uh, yeah, right? like four years ago. Wow, so we've known each other that long. It just got released. Yeah, you were gone for you know, a while, right? I mean, that was digitally. months uh, in Africa. Six weeks. Six weeks. Okay. Yeah. Two months. So roughly months. <laughs> well, months. Literally days. It's literally when, days in Africa. It's a long time to be in the Congo. Put it that way. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. Uh, How did you get started in? I mean, that's a that's a whole story in itself. I'm sure. I mean, because okay, well, a lot of people yeah. getting into everybody's photographer now. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're currently filming this on a cell phone. You know, and it's going to be equally as high quality as something you can buy, you know, as far as by the numbers, but you know, obviously there's way more to it than, than what meets the eye. So how'd you get started in the business? 
That's interesting. So I studied psychology in college and I always had a love for photography. So as electives and stuff, you know, I was uh, always exploring some photo classes, playing around in the dark room, really loved that aspect of it and um, just really had a passion for it. I was planning on getting my master's degree in psychology, you know, after I graduated. Um, I have some friends, like uh, my friend's father owned a design studio in Cincinnati. He just happened to be downtown on an errand at the uh, local photo store, and there was a guy complaining that he couldn't find any good help. And he said, hey, my friend John's like really into photography. He might be able to help you. And he said, give me my number. And next thing you know, like I ended up like going all over the country with this guy and um, assisting him at first, you know, as an apprentice. And that's when I kind of realized that I think I can do this. Sure. You know, I think I can do this. So uh, from then on, I just kept I kept doing it. Can you put a, uh, a, a date on that? Just out of curiosity. That would be like 1998. Whoa. In the last millennia. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I ask because photography's always been a, a passion, but, you know, more of just a hobby for me. But, you know, even even from when I started, the the game has changed. And it yes. changes almost every year, I feel like. Oh, it's a huge change. Like, at that time, it was only film. Like, you were not shooting digital um, professionally yet just because the camera technology wasn't there. They were out but they were $30,000 for something that could be, you know, one inch by two inches big. Oh man. Um, it was, you know, experimental years for that. I embraced that very early on. So I worked about three or four years in the industry um, as an apprentice and a second shooter and stuff like that. But the whole time I really embraced the digital. And when I started my company, Alias Imaging here, that was our biggest selling point going out that like we were young we know digital and that's the way of the future so that's how we kind of marketed ourselves it's very cool it's good smart. to have that foresight too yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah uh, everybody was afraid of it i mean everybody had a fear like all these guys that have been shooting for you know 20 years or whatever they only knew film they didn't understand digital they didn't trust it and it was something we realized you just had to embrace if we were going to move forward I think you could see a crossover there with like CrossFit, right? So yeah. it's, uh, people are generally scared of what they don't know. And if people don't know about, you know, CrossFit, they're generally oh. scared of it. Like, oh, that's the, I can't tell you how many times whenever we ask someone like, hey, what, what do you think CrossFit is? It's like, oh, it's the tires and it's the ropes. And generally speaking, it's like, John, you've been doing CrossFit since, you know, obviously we, we've met four or five years ago. And it's like, how many times do we actually flip tires or do ropes? <laughs> it's, it's so much more than that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's a really cool story. Um, and then just going off Mark's point, when, when, I mean, we've met now, we're going to be in our fifth year, actually, uh, for those listening, our four year anniversary was four days ago. Awesome. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, yes. yeah. We'll probably do something next year. I, 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 <laughs> rang, I rang the PR bell. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've, we've been at Triumph for four years now. Um, and you were there prior to us, right? Yeah, I, like I actually, when it was UMPH, uh, right. I think I joined the second week they were open. So I've kind of been Fantastic. there since the beginning. What what drew you into into the, the world of, of CrossFit and, and mixing things up a little bit? Because it's really, especially back then for a lot of people, it was just like, I need something different. 
Yeah, um, my journey is, I don't know, I don't know if it's different than other people's or not, but um, I'd never worked out a day in my life. Um, I was always into music. Um, maybe I did some endurance drumming, you could say, in my yeah. speed metal days, but that's right. about as uh, athletic as I got. And um, I was 38 years old, and I was starting to think about, you know, becoming 40 and stuff like that mm -hmm. and thinking, you know what, like, I've always been skinny, like not out of shape or anything, but I was like, I have a feeling that, you know, I need to start doing something. So I thought by the time I'm 40, I want to make sure I feel better about myself than I've ever felt in my entire life. Because I know that's a pivotal year for a lot of people when they start evaluating themselves. They're like, look at me, like I, you know, I'm overweight or I'm stressed or, you know, I got gray hair or there's this mm -hmm. or there's that. You, you, it's a benchmark age, you know? And so it was a goal of mine to feel the best I could in the sure. next two years. So I started running. I mean, I literally put on some shoes and I ran a mile down the street and I was amazed. I was like, I just ran a mile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one mile became two, two miles became three. And then I started thinking about stuff. I mean, I had no idea what a 5K was, a 10K was or what that meant to do any of that stuff. But I just started doing it like almost obsessively every day. Yeah. And I got to a point where like my knees were bothering me a little bit. And so I started researching, you know, got on WebMD, being my own uh, doctor. I even and have tendonitis or I have cancer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> who knows what it is or why, but yeah. I know it's happening because I'm running and maybe I'm running wrong. Maybe I'm running too much. I don't know what it is. But what it came down to, any of the research, it said you probably need some strength training in your legs to keep up with the amount of running that you were doing. Again, I got pretty obsessive about it. I was like, yeah. I'm going to run a half marathon. That was mm -hmm. like the goal or something. And um, so I started doing strength training. I did P90X. I loved it. I mean, I, yeah. again, I got obsessive about that. Running became secondary once I got into it and I completed the entire program. It transformed my body into ways I could have never believed that. A did, you, did you follow, did you dive into the uh, nutrition in P90X2 or was it just the workouts? Uh, just the workout for the most part because mm -hmm. I, I would consider myself a healthy eater yeah. most all well, of my life. I mean, I did have to obviously eat to keep up with some of the things that I was doing, mm -hmm. like if I'm going to run that much and do P90, yeah, I need increased yeah. more calories because I don't eat much. Let's face it. I just yeah. don't eat much. <laughs> the, opposite, the opposite issue. <laughs> so, uh, but, but right there, that is a, that's a huge thing to be able to understand that you have to have this. There is a direct correlation, you know, for whatever reason, we struggle with that all the time that and most people end up getting it, but it takes some time for a lot of people to get it, that there's a correlation between what you're putting in your body and how you're feeling, or the fact that I'm doing more, I need to eat more. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, I think the people just have this in their mind that, well, I'm doing more, but if I eat more, I'm gonna get fat. It's like, mm -hmm. you physically need fuel to put in your body. Yeah, like, right. And it sounds a little cheesy, but the food you're putting in is fuel, and, and you know, it's, it's a pretty old adage, but you know, you're putting in, you know, jet fuel, you know, the good quality, high quality stuff, you're going to perform better. For sure. You know, 
Um, but yeah, to, to have the foresight to know that you need physically more food if you are doing more is, is pretty good on your part to start. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that program, you were running, you did the P90X. Yeah, I did the P90X and it was over, you know, 90 days it was okay. over and I'm like, well, what do I do now? You know? And so I kind of started it again, but I was losing interest because I mean, you can only listen to him. Tony Horton. <laughs> Tony Horton so many times, you know, <laughs> I think it's great. It's an amazing program. I'm People glad I did it. Um, but I started it over again, but I was bored. I wasn't doing it the same way. And a friend of mine had joined, you know, umph, and there was pictures of her being posted on there like every day, like mm -hmm. barbell over top of her head with all this weight and stuff. Right. And I'm like, that looks cool. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, I'm looking for something different. And I reached out to her and she's like, you can come here, you know, C come check it out. They'll let you come in for free and see what it's all about. And once I did that, I was, I was like, yes, this is the next level of what mm. I want to take my fitness to. Sure. Basically what I'm, I'm gathering is you're a, you're a little bit of an adventure seeker. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, you, you sought something out you had obviously, and, and I think a, uh, goal setting, which is huge, uh, you know, turning 38 and thinking I have two years to make this happen. Not. I'm 39 and 51 weeks. Yeah. I need to change my life in a week. It's I, this is going to take some time. All right. I have two years to make this happen. And then, you know, all right, we did this. What's the next thing I did this. This what's the next thing. And the exciting thing about CrossFit and the fact that you've been with us now for, you know, five years, uh, is the fact that, you know, you're, we're always evolving and always changing. It's never obviously the same thing. And our coaching is evolving and you're still, you're still learning new things. I think that's why a lot of people, get a little either uh, frustrated or, or bored with something is if it's just the same thing over and over again, you're eventually you're going to get tired of it. Yeah. Cause you could have just as easily went to, you know, a big box gym, like a, you know, that should not be, you know, named, but you know, planet fitness, LA fitness, all these, all these places, um, just as easily. And even, even at a cheaper price. Well, yeah. And I'm not going to have the motivation to sure. do something like that myself. Um, once I got there and met the people and the community, uh, it kept me coming back every day. Like mm -hmm. there was some, that, that group started out with like 20 or 30 people that were already pretty close. They all mm -hmm. embraced me. Uh, we all were instant friends. We were all instantly doing things together socially. Um, people generally cared about you if you didn't show up for a few days and mm -hmm. wanted to know where you were. So it, all of those things combined is what mm. kept me motivated to come back. That's huge. Absolutely. Um, what, uh, so you, that was obviously the first group we kind of came in and, sure. and ruffled a few feathers, so to speak. Um, what made you kind of stay? I mean, was it, cause it cause again, we, we went through a little bit of a transformation, uh, just on personal level between Mark and I, and then, you know, the business went through a little bit of a transformation and a lot of people, uh, didn't see the training was definitely different from when you, we took over what it was previously. Yeah. I'll right? get to that too. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you can speak on that a little bit, what kind of made you stay and, and, um, you know, what you saw in that transformation. Well, like the first year that I was there, um, again, I still run a lot. I like to run. It's just for my mental health and everything. I, I really enjoy it. It's therapeutic. <clears throat> yes. You know? 
And um, I was, you know, that first year I was still running a lot because um, some of my goals were to maybe do some races and stuff. And uh, we were doing some group challenges on nutrition, which I thought was awesome. That's when I was learning first off that I had to eat more. <laughs> I just, yeah. again, I just, I can't eat that much. But um, I probably, that first year of CrossFit, I probably slimmed out a lot because of the, the amount of strength training I was doing mm -hmm. and then the probably too much cardio that I was doing. And I think what was interesting was when you guys came in and changed the program, um, it didn't seem like at first that I was, like the workouts were a lot shorter. Mm -hmm. They were a lot different. Um, I was still running a lot, but I, my focus changed that year. Like I decided I wanted to get stronger. I noticed instantly within the first couple months that again, my body started going under a little bit more of a transformation and I was lifting heavier weights. Sure. Mm. I was probably technically doing them, the lifts that we, we do. I mean, they're tough, you know, sure. I think I learned tech you know, technically how to lift weight better. And then my mind started going as that was a goal. Like I want to learn how to squat double right. of right. what I'm doing right, right now. And I started to see myself get stronger really quick. Really yeah, you're quick. a, you're a strong guy. I mean, rel relatively <laughs> well. for your size, you know, I mean, honestly, you know, you're compared to your body weight and yeah. so on and so forth, you move well. And I think you're a guy that generally gets it, um, from, a you know, whenever you are up against maybe a heavier weight for a workout, you're like, hey, you know what? I, I check my ego and I got to scale a little bit, but ultimately I can still improve. It doesn't, you know, if I'm if it's a 300 pound deadlift and, you know, if I'm, maybe I take some off and it's now it's a 225, I'm still going to get some value oh. out of this. So, you know, as opposed to like scaling, all right, I'm just going to do 135. You know, you're, you're still, you're definitely a guy because I know you've had some shoulder things and and you've took the proper kind of precautions and done some therapy with using bands and so on and so forth. There's so many people I feel like that get so discouraged whenever it's like, oh, I'm not able oh. to do the RX necessarily version or this movement or that movement. But that's one thing I noticed about you early on was like, this is a guy that gets it. He moves well. He's, he is a strong guy that likes to be competitive with other people in the class for sure. So you kind of, I feel like you get almost like the, the, the best of both worlds out of the program because you're still not afraid to push yourself but at the same time you know when to kind of pull in the reins a little bit and I feel like that's that's kind of how your story started with with the running and you look you know you were proactive with looking it up checking out your knees finding a different program and then constantly like kind of looking for yeah. the next best thing yeah definitely playing the long game yeah right and there's no uh not necessarily burning out right you're okay well what's the next thing it's not that I'm just done with this you know you still keeping your repertoire so to speak but you know what can I do to still improve myself with not without burning out on one thing or the other well you, you know, know CrossFit's come a long way over the last five years since I've been doing it and honestly I didn't even know what it was the day I showed up I didn't know that there was competition I didn't know right. that you were competing against other people for maybe like the first two weeks I was just there because I'm looking for some fitness and something that's going to keep me motivated and then you know quickly you, you learn about it but i think there's a point depending on what your goal is you got to be real with yourself it's like mm. am i um 
who am I competing against? Sure. You know, right. like I'm 43 years old. Mm-hmm. I don't weigh a whole lot. And I just want to be healthy when I walk mm-hmm. in there and when I leave there each day. My goal is to be healthy, have fun, enjoy the community that I'm with. And, um, you know, continue to not necessarily strength isn't really my goal right now. It's just to, to maintain a balance of being mm-hmm. healthy and enjoying what I do. When I, when I do that, thank you for reiterating (laughs) my point about you getting it. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's, you know, well-spoken, you know, there's people that, you know, you compare yourselves to each day when you're there to say, Hey, I could probably do about what they're doing. Or you might look Mm -hmm. at that app that we have and say, Hey, you know, what did they lift? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to maybe do about that. But there's some days I go in there and I look at it and it's like, you know what, I don't think it's even worth it for me to do that if I want to feel great by the time this right. workout's over. I really got to be yeah, honest gotta, with myself. Exactly. Weigh your risk first reward exactly. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah on, a, on a personal level, I'm, I'm right now I'm definitely there. It's dealing with a, a small hip issue and, and, you know, I'm going to Italy in nine or ten days and I don't want to be hurt for ten days while I'm trekking around another Lauren country. just wheeling you around in a wheelchair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I exactly. got that snatched up. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. So again, it, it comes down to you know, John. You're never one that's afraid to. I'm going to pull back a little bit today because I know that's what my body needs. And what it is 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 lack of an ego. Mm. Well, and maybe I do it too much sometimes, but <laughs> well, that, that, yeah, that's, that's where that's where we come we come into. You yeah. know, uh, there's there's certain times where there's some people that they'll start out and they physically don't know what they can lift and that's our job it's it's not just our any coach's job to know where that person needs to be and where they can push themselves safely and where they need to pull back well yeah that's interesting when you walk through that door um you might think about something when you're driving there if you already know what the workout is and you're Mm -hmm. already dialing into your mind Mm -hmm. where you're probably going to be that day but then when you walk through the door and you see who's there your ego can kind mm-hmm. of step up. Oh yeah, which is natural. <laughs> and and natural. you watch something, and that's the that's a neat thing about CrossFit though, is because it does push you to do that a little bit. Right. But I think health wise, if you have any issues or whatever, you really got to check that ego and make sure you know why you're there. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I know it's just one of those things. I use the comparison all the time of like if you're training alone in your garage or your basement versus if you're training even if you're not even necessarily training with other people, they're just in the room around you. Generally, you're gonna train harder. And especially if you've got 10 strangers doing the same workout with you naturally. Again, and, and for the most part, I would imagine everyone's got their blinders on. You know, you, you say like, well, what am I, who am I actually competing against? The answer is yourself, yeah. you know? And that's, that's the one, it's a low, the low hanging fruit is checking the whiteboard and thinking I gotta be at the top or, you know, whatever that is, and that can be some people's demise um, towards an injury because you're chasing this number, you know, the open every time it comes up. I know some of the elite coaches now don't even let their athletes check the leaderboard because it gives them anxiety and stress and all things that aren't good towards fitness. So if, if you're checking the workout and it's giving you anxiety and stress, guess what you shouldn't be doing? Checking, checking the, the workout. workout. Just <laughs> show up, trust, you know, trust your coaches. That's That's one of the things that you know, we are a resource, you know, we've been doing this now for over 10 years, you know, or plus or whatever in the fitness industry and training. And it's like, look, if I don't know how to modify a movement, like I am just incompetent and you should probably find a different gym. 
so it's but i get i get that still like i get like wanting to do it rx and stuff but at the same time it's it's always pulling it back so whether it's realizing you have an injury or hey you know what this is actually really really hard and crossfit is literally on the cutting edge of elite fitness so it's also recognizing that it's not we're not doing this basic you know program this is hard stuff you know some days more difficult than skill learning too yeah Uh, we we, i talk about that all the time with people that it's it's teaching the old dog new tricks you Mm -hmm. know you said you started at 38 i can probably guarantee you that you didn't you could never foresee the stuff you'd be doing now. I never picked up a barbell before the age of 38. Yeah. Wow. And that's, and that's, there's a whole other thing to be said there too, because, uh, you know, there were no bad habits to unlearn. Uh, you know, that's, that's something we, we encountered from time to time, you know, ex football players that were taught by a coach how to power clean. And the person who taught them was an old football player who taught, you know, and it's like these ingrained bad techniques and, with someone like you, it was a, almost a blank slate because you're just an open book on how do I do this? Please, someone show me the correct right. way to do this. Yeah, and you're coachable. You yeah. Know? Well, that's uh, what I like about the CrossFit is we the, the coaches are always paying attention to what you're doing, and you know if it's too much, you should be. That's too much. Settle down right. a little bit. You or your know? body's going to tell you for it, and it's not going to be. <laughs> exactly. Hey, settle down. It's going to be well. Now you got to rest for a month. Yep. So. Um, uh, where. Um, if someone was is kind of starting out now, uh, do you have any advice for, for what you can tell them that might either, because again, there's there's still a stigma that we, we battle almost every day, or there's at minimum misconceptions uh, that people have about what we do. Is there, if someone is just, I'm interested, but I'm scared or I'm apprehensive. I mean, I think the greatest thing about CrossFit is there's so many modifications to every thing we do it's like you guys said it's a demanding sport it's um it's all about technique you know if we're talking about doing crossfit that it's a timed workout like how quick can you actually do your fitness um my biggest thing with anybody that's new is how quick can you do your fitness correctly Mm -hmm. john you want to be a coach I mean, it's, yeah, how, like, there's people that are out there trying to do it as quick as they can, but you need to focus on the techniques Mm -hmm. first in the beginning, and then the speed will follow. Sure. Because if you've got the speed without the technique, it's just like anything you do, then, you know, it's, there's going to be an injury or there's going to be something that suffers along the way there i think the uh, just think about anyone who is the top of their game in their sport it doesn't matter what sport it is um if when you watch someone do something that they have perfected it looks effortless effortless and it looks graceful Mm -hmm. you know and there's something to be said about adding that word grace and and just smoothing things out and making sure everything is perfect before you you know, jump into the more complex things. Mm-hmm. We, it, it, again, as, as kids, you know, they're, it's weird because kids are, can be impatient on certain things, but they're, they're also, they can also learn how to do things correctly before moving on to that next step. Or at least you can tell them to, you know, for some reason as adults, I feel like we see, all right, I'm starting. I should already be able to do this. Let's go to the next thing. And they don't want to take the time to learn how to do the basics correctly. You know, just look at a gymnast. You yeah, know. look at a gymnast. I mean, the, the we, we go through the arch and hollow um, every time we do toes to bar, every time we do pull ups, and 
and I, I want sometimes I want to apologize because I know it seems mundane to people, but at the same time I don't because it's absolutely that important. Uh, if you speak to anyone who's done gymnastics or, or people who have kids that do gymnastics, they spend the first two or three years learning hollow and arch and holding that position. Mm -hmm. You know, if you ever watch the the higher end CrossFit athletes who were gymnasts, they're unreal. It looks like everything they do is so effortless because yeah. there is is this poise and grace in everything that they do. And then it's one same thing with weightlifting, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it, well, there, it's all technical stuff, yeah. and you can't pass it up. I mean, something as easy as a push up. Mm. I mean, well, not easy, but I mean, push ups aren't easy for everybody. Absolutely but there's not. definitely technique to it. You yeah. know, it's not just throwing your body on the ground and lifting yourself up with your arms. Mm -hmm. It's there's a right way to have There's your hands. A bracing and, sequence and, and setup, yeah. All of that type of stuff. So it's just even starting with the basic stuff for anybody that's in the intro is if you do those things right in the beginning, it's because you're learning how to build your muscles so that you can keep moving on beyond mm -hmm. um, those modifications. And you have to pass you know, the first modification before you can get to the second one or the third one mm -hmm. to be you know, what we would consider RX, I guess. Sure. And, uh, well, I think even in, even in the professional world, even even here, you can give someone all the equipment in the world, but if they haven't taken the time to learn how to use it correctly, everything they do is still going to be crap. Correct. Right. right. Uh, I want to take a quick break. Uh, we'll come back and we will talk a little bit more about um, John's death metal days. Awesome. Yes. We'll be right back. <laughs> CrossFit is demanding both physically and mentally. Setting goals are the foundation to push your athletic ability, and the hour we have together a day may not always be in line with those personal milestones you set for yourself. Triumph Performance is based around just that, your goals. Together, in a one-on-one -on -one setting with your coach, we will set manageable and timely goals. Your program, unique to your needs, will accelerate the path to your target. Most have an idea of where they may want to go, but together with your Triumph Performance coach, we will assess your fitness level, develop a custom fitness plan, and keep you on track to successfully complete your goal. For more information, please contact the coach or email info at triumphstrength.net. And we're back. We are here with John Carrico on the Everyday Athlete Podcast, uh, sitting in his uh, studio. Um, my like a dream apartment when I was like, I could still live here. It'd be awesome. John, I'm moving in. Sorry. <laughs> um, we uh, we left off uh, talking a lot about CrossFit uh, and just how it has improved you over your life. Um, uh, what I kind of want to know is what what is the underlying reason why you still push yourself? Well, you know, I have two kids that are athletes, and that's another reason. You know, I just want to set an example for them. If I'm going to be on the sidelines expecting – for them to perform at like a high level. I mean, my daughter plays a lot of sports and I don't mean she's a beast. She plays a lot of sports. And so we're rarely free on a weekend or anything like that. And if I'm going to try to push her, I feel that I should be setting an example of how I push myself. I mean, she knows how demanding CrossFit is you know they, they mix some of that into their programming and stuff with sure. soccer and with basketball at other gyms and or their trainers and stuff bring all that stuff in and she knows it's hard it's really hard and if she sees that I'm doing it then I hope that that sets a little bit of an example for her to continue trying harder oh I think that that is absolutely huge um, 
yeah. Too often, I think you see the, you know, the just growing up playing a lot of soccer as well, just a ton, a ton, a ton, you know, all the time, all year round, and you know the the sideline coaches, you know, the parents <laughs> who who think they might as well be the one running the team, and it's like sometimes when you see some of those people and you're like, well, a you're not my coach, but b why would I ever take advice from you when you can barely sit up out of your chair, you know, and I think that's people don't realize as a parent, I don't have kids, um, not that I know of, um, but the, the influence that you can have on anyone younger than you is, is huge. And being able to move correctly and be fit and have an active lifestyle will just bleed over in a positive way to anyone that's around you. Yeah. And right now it's a great time. My son, um, he likes to run, he runs cross country. He does a really good job at it. That's like his, you know, um, sport that he performs best at. I get to run with him. I mean, mm. it's awesome. You know, we, we go on runs all the time together and it's like, I get to show him, you know, how to push yourself when it starts to get hard, like when not to give up, how to set goals, how to, how to say that this is what we're doing, and when he gets tired and says he can't do it, you know, point a point out and say, hey, we're just going to keep going until we get to this point, and show him what it takes for when he's in a race that, mm. you know, this is what you do to get to that finish line, and yeah. um, that's fun because I'd never ever once in my life considered myself an athlete. You know, I was doing CrossFit as something to be healthy with, and I never thought of it for me so much as a sport or that I was an athlete. But then when I started working with him and running, I started realizing like, wow, maybe, maybe I am an athlete. Maybe I do have something to show and something to teach him. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, that's, that's probably the, one of the best things about what we get to do is show people that, um, you know, Mark and I were talking about our why, uh, and I think it changes from time to time, but, um, you know, especially over the last couple of years, it's really been into having nothing to do with us. You know, I, I think honestly, as business owners, it was probably a lot more about us to start. Um, and that's why we weren't really successful when we first started. Not that we're a huge success now, but um, I think just having a mind shift and mindset change to the clients you know, are the heroes. The clients are the heroes. That's why we do this. That's why we're sitting here with you right, right. now. Um, but writing it down into an actual formable sentence and Mark brought up basically basically to instill the confidence that wasn't there in the people before, you know, and for a lot of people, we get a lot of people who are deathly afraid uh, of what we do for whatever reason and showing them that you can do it's, it's, all of these things. You know, all, all the things we've been talking about can easily be looked at as physical things, but especially whenever, you know, you just brought it to light with your son, like when it gets to that point, in that run or for most people just in life in your job in your marriage in your relationship with a friend where you are just you know befuddled or you're like what do i do and it's just that mental capacity um in a, in a run scenario to be able to push through it and a relationship capacity to be able to maybe have that tough conversation or whatever it needs to to be but um just to be a positive influence you know um, generally speaking and and those around you um, would be obviously one of our, our missions that we hope we instill in people that we are hopefully they're one of the best parts of their, their day. We definitely want it to be an uplifting experience through just 
punishment sometimes, you know, <laughs> for the lack of a better term, you know, when you're doing somebody's workout, you're absolutely punishing yourself. But through that, it's almost like the rise of the, the Phoenix or something, man. Like once you leave there, you're like, all right, like I'm, I'm ready to rock. Yeah. And, um, to be able to pass that on to the next generation, man. I mean, that's like an on a whole different level. So I applaud you for doing that with your son and daughter. I think John, you're sometime you're there at your, your, um, <laughs> lonesome seven thirty AM class that, yeah. that you're you know, maverick yeah, <laughs> on your own. But I think there's a reason you stop by there on your way to work. I don't I think it's a good way to start your day. Oh, like I, I, I really miss it on days that I can't, I like it clears my mind from the beginning. Um, I, I use it for mental clarity as much as I use it for fitness and strength. I mean, it really helps me get on with my day. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if I'm not there in the morning, it's just not going to happen either. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, that's true too. I mean, I've been trying this thing out this week with uh, Rob. We've been working at working out at 4:30 in the morning, and uh, this is our I think our third day in a row doing it, and uh, it's it, it's tough to get out of bed you know initially but once you're there and you, you work out high, high intensity and you leave there and it's like oh wow it's only you know 6 a.m or whatever and I've got my whole day in front of me and I feel energized and I feel really good and granted you know again adapting to it like that two three in the afternoon you're like all right got to kind of push through this like groggy lunch kind of sensation but it's um it's been it's been awesome and it's it's really kind of propelled my day into um even a, even a little more productivity and kind of reframed my mind to where you know at first i might not have wanted to come in because maybe i'm not going to be able to lift as much as i would if i had trained at you know two in the afternoon or whatever it's like once i can get over that little bit and just realize like hey look it's not about that it's about coming in here and spending time with this guy and uh, working out and trying to you know propel myself to, to a better day but also front front loading it with the workout so that I'm not you know banking on having an hour after work or whatever the case may be yeah. to come back in and so many people miss that that you know time because you know without a doubt something's going to come up in, the, in in your day multiple times a week that are going to make you miss a workout so that's why I really try to uh, you know persuade people to come in the morning you know even more so that's why there you know, 5.30 or 6.30 in class. Yeah, some of those packed classes we have today. Yeah. You know, 17, 20 people at 5.30 in the morning. When you tell people that, that that aren't familiar with what exactly is happening, they're like, why? You know? Yeah. Uh, but then when you see it, you know, it makes a little bit more sense. Um, we talked, uh, obviously, so we have a little bit of motivation with, with just the family. Are there other motivators in your life that, that keep you in the realm of fitness? Or just in, in general, maybe professionally? Um... I don't know about fitness, other motivators. Of, I, I would say it's the community, the, the community of the people I've been working out with for five years. Um, there's still a handful of those people from day one that are there. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy seeing them. I thoroughly enjoy hanging out with them. I like to go golfing with them. Yep. Um, all kinds of things like that that have rooted out of this out of, out of working out it's, yeah. it's weird when you when you hear it again when you're outside of that world and you hear it, you're like you mean like you know you you go golf with these guys or you know we've seen people just become really good friends over the years mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense when you're thinking of a traditional gym sense you know like you would not go to again a planet fitness or your 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 kind of bigger box gyms and make friends there it's a very self 
uh, definitely not one track. 50. Yeah, you definitely know. not 50 friends. Maybe one or two. But, yeah, of know. all ages yeah. and of all different, you know, backgrounds and stuff. You know, John, we would have never met. Uh, no, no, we wouldn't have. Mm, it, it was Probably destiny. not. <laughs> I mean, uh, it, full circle, uh, both Mark and I got our engagement rings one floor below from here. Exactly. That's due right. to John's that's, recommendation. It's yeah. a great networking place. You know, yeah. you know it, really it really is. is. Absolutely. So. It's pretty crazy to see. Uh, well, I guess, okay, maybe not motivators, but uh, uh, what about any mentors or, or anyone along the way, maybe professionally or in your life, that's kind of pushed you one direction or the other? I mean, you brought up one that obviously kind of started you down this path in the business, but has everybody else been along the way? Oh, you mean like outside of sure. like fitness any, anything. and CrossFit and anything. stuff? Um, I don't know. I, that, that was like the biggest one. Like he got me started for the first year. And then, you know, I started working with another photographer that had different um, uh, abilities than he did. Uh, this, this other guy that I started working with, like, was a technically, the technical photographer. Like, everything he did was just so technical oriented. I realized I need to learn that stuff. Like, mm. the first guy was great with people. And mm. he really showed me how to the business side of stuff, how to interact with people when you're photographing them. And then I moved on to learn the technical abilities. And it's kind of, you know, I was, it was great that I got to learn both of those things from my two mentors in the beginning, because those yeah. are the things you have to have yeah. to yeah, keep right. going on. Once I had technical abilities and I learned how to work with people behind the camera, it all really started coming together. That's when I really started to believe in myself that I had the confidence to, to go and do this as a profession. Yeah. Otherwise, it was like, you know, I've always been really good with people. I can get them to respond to me pretty well. And, um, but you have to know the technical side of stuff that you don't want to think about in my industry right. when you're doing mm -hmm. it. And it's kind of like the same way with weightlifting or CrossFit or something. Once you get past that technical ability, you don't have to so much think about it. It just magically fires yeah. over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. But we want a second nature um, response, you know, yeah. where where you where you don't have to think about it. And that's why we spend so much time on on something like the hollow and arch because once you nail that down that it becomes second nature, you don't have to think about every time you get up on a bar what you're going to do. Um, to to probably just just brag on you a little bit i mean i think you're what you just said there is a having the wherewithal to realize that i need someone to show me how to do this you know um because again if you're a business owner if you're an entrepreneur find someone that knows more than you oh Cause, always because uh, that is the only way you're going to get yourself ahead um because you know if you have someone who's very good with with people like you said and someone who's very technical they're going to be great in their own realm, uh, but they're still lacking something. So when you can, when you can have those two people and bring the best of both worlds together and make it something your own, that's when you find real success. Yeah, and like our studio is a little bit different than a lot of studios. Usually, it's like one guy that's a photographer, and it's like John Carrico photography or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I choose to I chose to partner with a couple people, and we got rid of our names. We kind of like got rid of the ego, sure. and the idea was that the three of us were going to work together and like create something bigger than one guy with a camera and one name. And that's what we pride ourselves on here. We have a team. Like I couldn't pull off any of the work that I do without my team. It's yep. people look at our work every day and they want to hire us and they're like, oh, well, we don't need the stylist. We don't need a food stylist and an assistant. We don't need the hair and makeup artist. And I'm like, if you're looking at my work, 
and what you see there and you like it, then we need all those things. Yeah. Because that's what you're responding to and that's what it takes. It takes a team of people to do this. And you know, relating back to CrossFit, like it takes that team to be there every day to get me to want to come. You right, know, right. it takes the continued efforts that you guys keep putting in there and improving the gym every day um, for me to want to come. If it was just one trainer that I had to show up to every day, I would get bored mm, really sure. quick. Absolutely. What's um, what's something you're currently passionate about? Is there a project you're working on, or just family stuff, or? Hmm. Currently passionate about. I don't know. That's a tough question. Is, like I, I, I'm involved in a lot of things at once right now, and sure. um, I mean, music has always been yeah, yeah. like a passion of mine. Like you play the drums. I do. Yeah. So when I, I thought you know when did I was. Did you did your band open up for like Nirvana or something at one point? <laughs> Tool once. Tool. Oh man. <laughs> Let's go back. A I played in the same. I played in the same club as Nirvana uh, like a week go. afterwards. There you go. Let's and, get into some of those uh, stories. So yeah. Back in the day, we were on the same tour circuit as like Nirvana and all the sub pop bands. So music's kind of one of those things. If you do play an instrument, it's kind of tough to like kind of shake, I guess, for lack of a better term, like that passion. Like you said, I know you said you're obviously passionate about photography. That's kind of why you chose to pursue that. But yeah, I mean, I wasn't sure if there's a, you guys, do you guys still uh, kind of make music or is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in a band for, I don't know. I, I guess I've been making music with the same guys for about the last 12 years or so. Yeah. Mm. And, um, you know, it's just always fun. Again, it's kind of like running for me. If I don't do it, I'm, I, I start to mentally break down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you, you need releases. Uh, we, I just personally went and saw um, Kyle's band over at uh, Motor last Saturday, and I don't think they've. I think they've been kind of off for like three years, and it's pretty cool to see the different side of someone. And again, someone like Kyle that Mark and I've known for. For quite some time you've probably met him in yeah, the yeah, yeah yeah i know kyle okay so yep um you know he's he's one of those guys he's, he's always been just kind of goofball funny awesome awesome friend and uh to see him really in his element and in a sense that i've never really seen before is awesome to see it's so mm -hmm. cool to see someone just really pour their passion out uh in front of a group when, of people when they're in their flow state right yeah when we're just reading about reading that. about it and I, I'm sure, John, you experience that whenever you're on a good shoot, you know, or, or whatever it is, and you're interacting and you're making it happen and you're bringing art to life. And same thing probably whenever you're playing the drums. Um, but I think the through line with that stuff is passion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's hard to find a good flow if I'm like, you know, I don't know, doing something you really don't want to do, taking out the trash, you name it. Um, and and I, I try to find that within CrossFit I don't know if it's a flow state as much of it is a torture state yeah. um, sometimes when you're in those workouts but whenever you're in that 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 pain cave or, or whatever usually you know coming out of that again is 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 whenever you sometimes have your almost your your, your better thoughts or, or so on and so forth maybe not just right after but to springboard you into that day or, or whatever it is uh, whatever time of day you're working out but um, do you guys have any shows or anything coming up? No shows right now. We're, we actually have rehearsal tonight. We've just okay. been working on writing a bunch of new music. What, what style of music? Uh, rock and roll. Rock and roll? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you tamed, tamed away from some of the, the hardcore metal. Did you just have long yeah. hair, ponytail, maybe? No? Longer hair. Longer? You know, pretty yeah. shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome>. You <laughs> wouldn't nice. recognize me from then, but no, no, I was looking pretty much the same. But no, I had I, hair once, too. Yeah. No. I've just been born like it's this. It's impossible. 
<laughs> no, I started out playing like punk rock and speed metal stuff when oh, I was cool. a teenager. And, uh, and well, what's your favorite song to cover? Favorite song to cover? I've never really covered songs. Oh, yeah. I, I just really haven't. Like, I've always played original music. Um, just say Stairway like, to Heaven. Like, <laughs> I, like when, when I played punk rock and metal, we, we covered some songs, but like bands like the Bad Brains and oh, Rollins mm. Band. And mm. we did Bad Brains and Rollins Bands like Rollins. really well. Really that well. That guy's inspirational. So, yes. Yeah. He's badass. Absolutely. Um, one thing I always like to touch on is just, uh, and we, you've actually touched on it a couple times without saying it, but um, just your, your, the, well, uh, more so I feel like you already had it and then you entered into CrossFit. But what we see a lot of times are uh, people that come in and then that mental ability to problem solve easier after going into CrossFit for a couple of years. Um, and again, I, I don't know why. It's almost like a phenomenon I want to study more. But it, seeing people able to handle heavier loads mentally uh, because they're have handling physically meant or physically heavier loads. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if you, again, I feel like you had that probably before, uh, just by talking to you for a short time, but I don't know if you saw it increase or if you, if you see your correlation there, uh, being able to mentally handle stuff better because of the physical yeah. things that I do there. Oh, I think so. Without a doubt, like with anything that you can push yourself towards, I think, you know, cognitively that's going to come back to you in in real life like even if you're yeah no matter what it is uh, whatever we take on ourselves it's definitely i think that's a a given that that should happen whether you, you realize it or not it's happening yeah can you recall like a crucible moment like <laughs> where you climbed the mountain john and you're like oh now i get it yeah i'm gonna right right before throwing up after Karen. Yes, there <laughs> it is. Like, oh, well, it finally clicked. CrossFit's one of those things uh, that I don't think a lot of people understand all the time. It's extremely hard and it never gets easier. Mm. You just get better at it sure. and you figure out a way to get mental toughness uh, a little bit further next time and a little bit further next mm -hmm. time. And then the weights get a little bit heavier. So it never really gets easier it's all about you and how much you want to push yourself to to go to there if you want to flatline and like just do a light weight and go through the movements every day you can but chances are you're still going to get stronger and yep. you're going to do them faster and it's one of my favorite things <clears throat> about the uh, crossfit games is you see these fittest men and women in the world and they're just collapsing after the workouts i mean they're just all in all the time and you're like oh wow they make that look so easy and it's like you know, they're painting the camera over. and then like they cross the finish line and it just looks like they got hit by a train. Yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I think too, even uh, what was, when was the pegboard the first year? Was that 20? Was that three years ago? I think. Yeah. The first year of the pegboard and you see these guys that 2015, 2015, you know, a lot of the female, especially the females guys struggled through it. It was really tough, but a lot of females, you know, weren't, you're in live TV. It does not make for very exciting television when you, the fittest people in the world are staring at a piece of plywood going, I can't do that, you know, <laughs> and then cut the next year and everybody, everybody can do can it, do it. Mm -hmm. you know, it just goes to show, you know, you throw a challenge in front of people and wow, we're going to answer, you know, and it just goes back to, um, being able to internalize an, a problem, uh, whether it, again, it's physical or mental, uh, and just being able to work yourself through it. 
because again, uh, I think I think a big change for a lot of people is when they finally stop saying, "It don't look that bad," and respecting the workout and know that it's probably going to be that bad, but knowing mm-hmm. that you're going to make it through the other side. Um, you know, realizing that you can quit, but you know you're not going to let yourself go. You know. Yeah, I mean, 75% of the time when I'm working out, I'm trying to figure out a way to quit (laughs) or uh, how to make this easier. But before you know it, you just keep pushing on through and you're done and you're proud of yourself by the time you're done. But there's, uh, you know, you're pushing yourself a lot at that point. If you're like, this is miserable. How am I even possibly going to do another 50 wall balls or something Mm -hmm. like that? But I don't know. We we learn. And then over time, it it makes things like maybe meal prepping not look so hard yes <laughs> like yeah I, I just did all this stuff like well in in two that's a um it's a great way to continue on with progress you know um anyone that comes in they're coming in for exercise uh and, and during the fundamentals one of the things we talk about is nutrition and yeah i always tell people is like you will you'll eventually probably get to whatever goal you have i was like but you'll accelerate it by paying attention to what you're putting in your body you know and the people who get that right away usually see they're they're hitting the gas pedal quicker mm-hmm. you know um and that's it's such a key missing component for so many people just sim- something as simple as making your meals for the week on sunday you know um just sacrificing tailgating <laughs> you know yeah. it's a so, hard thing to keep up with i mean it, it depends again it all comes down to what your goals are like mm-hmm. if your goal is to come into the gym every day and maybe be at the top of that leaderboard or be like wherever you think you need to be i mean you probably have to keep up with that stuff but mm-hmm. real life is in there out there too real life gets in the way and you know you, you got to find that balance between am i like coming here to be an athlete am i coming here to be just like better fit right and what time am i competing and what time am i being better fit you know Mm -hmm. um it's a big balance because crossfit is always asking us to try as hard as we can all the time Mm -hmm. and it's a tough thing to keep up with for five years or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. i go in and out of like the the nutrition part and Mm -hmm. the intensity of the workouts because sometimes work gets really busy yep and uh, you got to figure out where your focus is at that point. That's a good know. learning tool as well to know that you're not going to, because again, we've all gotten to that point where oh, I got to make it to the gym today or everything's going to be lost. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're going to be, if you take a month off, it'll suck when you come back, yeah. but like, it's going to be okay. Oh, I've done it several times. Yeah. I mean, several yeah. times. And it's, uh, we yeah, miss you every but, time, John. <laughs> but I mean, there's times where like you're wondering, it might be a week that you're, you're like, I can only get in there for one day. I think you got to let yourself know that that's a day that I'm coming into the gym to be fit, mm-hmm. not to necessarily compete. I'm right. not there to necessarily I'm not gonna make up for the other six yeah, days. Like, <laughs> so don't get down on yourself because that's, I see a lot of people doing that. And yeah. it's just like, just accept it as a workout, yeah. not a competition that day. But I think yeah. too, it's just not letting the rails fall off as busy as life can get and work can get. It's like, all right, well, I'm not going to the gym this week. So I'm going to have pancakes for breakfast, pizza for lunch and pasta for dinner. Yeah. You know, it's just, just making those decisions. That's not yeah. recommended. Yeah. Well, I'll, I got a blueprint of a diet I'm working on. <laughs> it's actually top secret. It's called all the carbs. Because um, I was told I could run further if pat, I do that. Patent pending. <laughs> patent pending. I love it. Sorry. Um, 
I uh, this is something we came up with, and if you've listened to any of these, it's always one of the last questions we we kind of exit with, um, and we got a pretty we got some pretty awesome answers, uh, and I'm always curious to see what people have to say. No so, pressure. No pressure, Uh-oh. John. I I hope you have studied. Um, and uh, when I say pencils down, I'm going to pencils down. I'm going to delete this whole <laughs> podcast if it's bad. Now, um, so John, what is your definition of fitness? And obviously, this is a very broad term, so this doesn't go in any direction you want. It's really just what what does it mean to you? Silence. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of the best way to answer it properly because it, it probably means a lot different to me than it means a lot than to other people. Mm, no, but, you I know, what, it, what does I it think, mean to you? There's think, no wrong answer. Like, at the end of the day, um, all of us want to look good. We all want to look good. I mean, so so at the basic level, why do we keep doing it? Like, I want to look good. I want to be healthy. I want to look healthy. I want to set examples for people that I work with. I want to set examples for my kids, as we talked about before, about looking good and moving good. Um, as I get older and older, I realize that like some of my some of the things that I was doing five years ago, I, I'm not doing them. Like my goals have changed now. Like. I, for a while, I was wanting to get super strong, and I did. I like I. There was a couple years ago that I was lifting. I was amazed at how much I could back squat, sure. like nearly twice my body weight. And I'm like, how am I physically doing that? That was a goal for a while. I got there, and then as life kept getting busier and busier, I started to realize, you know what? I just want to maintain how well I look and how well I feel mentally, physically, all of that. So for me, like fitness is just like, not about how much I look, how good I look, but how well I feel Mm -hmm. looking that way. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, it's pretty simple for me right now. It's just that CrossFit's demanding, you can get injured if you're not doing it right. It's to keep my shoulder healthy so I can keep doing a lot of these moves. If that means cutting down the weight to stay healthy, I cut back the weight so I can still come in there every day and remain healthy. If I push myself too far, I feel it. And I'm like, okay, that's the opposite reason why I'm showing up here every day. So I I set the ego back a notch so Mm -hmm. you can continue with this lifelong goal of, you know, looking good and feeling good the way you look, you know, Mm -hmm. I love it. That's it. it. It's good. That's fantastic. And that's the, that is the, actual definition of checking your ego at the door yeah you know that for a lot of people say it uh and it is one of the hardest things to do um you know i'd like to think that my ego has shrunken quite a bit but it's still um it gets in the way more often than i like to admit yeah you know i mean i know how much time it takes to get my i know how much time it took me to get to i lifted i weigh roughly 155 pounds my one rep max on a back squat at one point was 275. For me, that was a lot of weight to be able to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of far away from that, but I remember now looking back on how long it took me to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Well, I slacked off because of work and family life and all kinds of things that get in the way, and it goes away really quick. And when you go back in there and you try to get somewhere close to that, you're a little frustrated with yourself of like, why am I not there? Why am I not there right now? And then you're thinking in a couple weeks, like, oh, it's just today. Like, Mm -hmm. I should be there. And then I quickly realized, wait, it took me months 
and yeah. eating extremely healthy and coming in religiously every day like to get to that to point. get to that point i forgot how much i was lifting on my own in the morning before class to get to that point mm. that it's not going to magically just show yeah. up again oh well, i think mark just speaking on back squats in particular you know mark doesn't even like talk about it but mark had a 500 pound back squat at one i was point. there that day it was and it was, it was very awesome. impressive and guess what mark has zero desire ever to do that again yeah. <laughs> correct 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 yeah so you know, and a lot of people would be, I can't believe you back about that. That's amazing. And it's like, I checked it off the list and I hurt for a while after that, you know? Yeah. And, was, you know, on a 200 pound frame, it wasn't economical. You know, I'm not using gear and straps and crazy stuff. Um, and it's just one of those things, like you said, to just look at your priorities in life and you're like, oh, well, you know, what's, what's next in that realm? And it's like, nothing <laughs> you yeah. know i want to pursue something else now and i think that's the important thing i've heard you use the word goal several times and i think when we are pursuing goals the uh, synonymous word is almost discipline you know so it's like hey, i was pursuing that goal so i was at you whenever you spotted out all these things is that those are disciplines you know i was lifting before class i was eating better i was you know and that's the best thing um you know there's various opinions out there about goals are good goals are bad so on and so forth um whatever term you want to put on an objective um, at the end of the day, if it creates better disciplines, then it's healthy, you know, because um, that's 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 life. You know, going to bed at a certain time, getting up in, a, in the morning, handling your business, um, especially from an entrepreneurial uh, standpoint. It's very, you know, on my productive days, I'm very disciplined. On my unproductive days, I am undisciplined. You know, it's 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 that simple. I mean, it's not that simple, but it's, it's that black and white to where, you know, if I'm just scrolling through Facebook, guess what? Um, it, it's one thing because you you know you're trying to culture you know understand culture and Facebook is kind of on that cutting edge right now as far as their platform and stuff like that. But like a lot of things, there's a d diminishing return. You know, a piece of pizza maybe not too bad. The whole pizza, <laughs> you, you might not have good. a diminishing return. But no, I mean I really appreciate you. You know, we appreciate you sharing your story, man. Thanks. That's, it's, yeah. it's been fun. Thanks for being on, John. Uh, and thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks.